Welcome to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour, and we do love happy hour and the clinking of glasses and cheers to all you fabulous women who are fully living your lives at every age and every stage. And here's the best news, every hour is happy hour. So whether you clink cheers with your coffee mug or your afternoon cappuccino, remember as the song says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Join us for some grown-up fun, interesting and stimulating conversations that will motivate, inspire, or just make you laugh. And for more grown-up fun, visit our website, The Three Tomatoes, and the three is spelled out, and sign up for our newsletters. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. Have you ever returned from a vacation feeling like you actually need another vacation to recover from your vacation? Are you feeling physically and emotionally stressed? Have you put your health and your well-being on a back burner? I'm Cheryl Benton, and my happy hour guest today is Anne Bigging. She is CEO of Healing Hotels of the World, which she founded in 2006, anticipating people's desire to experience a profound personal transformation towards a healthier, fulfilling lifestyle way beyond what we tend to think of as the average wellness vacation. So welcome, Anne. Thank you, Cheryl. I'm so happy to have you here today and and to get a chance to talk about this because I think what you're doing is really wonderful. And we we all know that wellness travel is one of the fastest growing areas of tourism, but for many of us, we tend to think of that as a trip to a spa where maybe we'll eat a little healthier, lose a couple of pounds, meditate, take a yoga class, but it's so much more than that. And you had a vision early on that really expands wellness to healing, which to me is a much bigger concept than just the term wellness. And mm -hmm. uh, we want to talk about that today, but we're always fascinated uh, on our show with women's backgrounds and how they got to what they're doing. So tell us your story, which I love, and your background and how this led you to creating Healing Hotels. Yeah, so I was born in Germany uh, in the 50s, um, and that was probably not the best time to grow up in a country like Germany. And um, I knew already as a child that there was something um, um, I wanted to discover inside of me, um, uh, which, you know, something like a promise, an unspoken promise, um, I felt hard to explain, but there was something I wanted to see in this life, which, you know, was supposed to. Um, do good for me. So um, um, I, uh, I I traveled all my life, and um, I worked as a later as a as a journalist uh, in politics, but also in travel. Um, got to know the world. The world got to know me, um, and with this, I formed a uh, a company for uh, international tourism uh, advisory for government and marketing, and. Um, you know, at some point, uh, Elizabeth and I, who you met, who was the co-founder, we became so bored with uh, pleasing um, uh, the minister's um, <laughs> request for more, more, more. Um, right. And I remember vividly the moment I looked into one of the um, Indian minister of tourism eyes, and uh, he asked me after a beautiful conference, which was full with amazing journalists, and he said to me, can we have more? <laughs> and looked into his eyes and I said, you sure can, but not to us. So that was the goodbye to that 
and we really what we wanted since a little bit of that we both are on our holistic healing path um we knew that just traveling is not enough and that was um 15 maybe even 16 years ago that we decided um that they need you know we want to um put two and two together our personal um um passion for uh, looking beyond the horizon you know for going deeper into what we see um and also offering what we have learned on our holistic um or spiritual path if you wish um, um to the rest of the world and travel seemed to be the way to do this well i love i love your story and it's it's a great one and you were really brave to kind of jump off that cliff <laughs> and say we're just we're just gonna believe in something and and go with it and i think that's that kind of passion is what makes um uh women entrepreneurs so successful and and uh you're certainly one of those for sure so thank you for sharing that so yeah. let's let's talk about healing what does healing mean to you and why is it so important in our world right now uh, you know this is a question uh, we could discuss for years and um, um but for for me or for us personally um is going beyond that what we see and, and think and we understand because we all know you know most of us are not in the best state even though we have everything yeah on the outside we have enough food we have a place to sleep we are pretty safe um and at the same time there's a lot of many there is something missing and i think if we keep on um just going for um a satisfaction of for outer satisfaction of the need we feel inside we will never meet that goal because uh if you, as long as you look outside for what you need inside it can't work and you are completely dependent on what you find so healing means actually in the in the spiritual term you could say it's finding my depth my heart my soul you know and returning to that depth or heart or soul every day through meditation and acting from there um you know the way i feel understand myself forgive myself look at my things and embrace myself love myself as much as i can and from that point of completely acceptance of and whatever mess she has been or messes up still at some point uh whatever great stuff she does um embraces her full being and um and going from there with this into my day before I meet somebody else, I want to meet myself in, in, in a very accepting way. Uh, and conducting my daily routine, my business, um, not from a point of what needs, yes, of course, that too, but what needs to be done, but what is really, what makes sense today and in this particular situation? Well, you've, you've touched on some really really big things here first of all it's that whole concept of the pursuit of happiness you know people are always pursuing happiness instead of looking inside and realizing that that comes from a place inside so mm -hmm. that's a that's a really important point i think and the other thing is uh we live such crazy frenetic stressful days that and I'm guilty of this. So many of us just don't take the time to actually sit quietly with ourselves 
and do the kinds of things that you were just talking about where we're really looking within. And I think for a, a lot of people, it's a difficult thing to do. And uh, we, we're either a little afraid of that, do you think sometimes just to? Oh yeah, you know, it's really, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's quite um, an adventure to go inside. You need a lot of courage. Because um, I mean, I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm an Aquarius, so I'm I'm born to be fast, quick, making quick decisions. But I really, as long as I'm on my own healing path, I learn to slow down. And I don't know if you remember Hillary's sentence: uh, "When they go down, we oh, oh, I was a drummer. I remember if they go low, we go high." Right. I right. Me personally, if they go if they go fast, I go slow. Why? Because I miss everything. You know, the, I was just these days in New York, and that's why I was quite happy. I love New York, but I was quite happy to go home. I mean, the, the path, you know, the, 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 the pace there is so fast. It's too much for me. You know, my psyche goes crazy. And, uh, and I think that's where uh, we, we lose us. We lose a momentum of what a human being is. Why? Because we think we, sh we shall go out and run across the street to achieve something what and then we go to a spa or whatever or you know go to bhutan to find happiness this is not this is crazy actually and it doesn't work forgive me for uh, being so open yeah no i think that's a, i think that's a great comment and i know i um i know the craziness you feel i mean i live you know i live in new york and and in new york city but i have a home in the suburbs and i'm I'm always, it's always when I get home, when it's more peaceful and quiet, when I realize that. But when I'm in the city, it's, you're right, you get so caught up in the energy of it. And it's kind of like this vortex that takes on its whole life, that sometimes it's hard to just take a breath and sit back and say, I need to slow myself down. It's hard to do that in a, in a city like New York. So, um, yeah. It's, but it's, maybe maybe not so hard, Sharon. Maybe right. Maybe just it just takes the awareness that fast is not equal good. Yeah, and to find that quietness inside yourself instead of having yeah. to you know go somewhere. So it's sometimes just one breath, you know. And, yes, uh, and I think that that's what I mean. I I picked New York because we were just in there, but I could have said you know London or whatever. Right, any major city yeah. probably. But so. That is the thing of, you know, why people are now, um, I mean, this is needing healing, you know, running into a healing hotel, <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's something, um, um, I, excuse me, I interrupted you, right? You had a question. Forgive me. Oh, no, well, I was going to, I wanted you to start actually telling us about the hotels and what is a healing hotel and then how do they how do you give them that designation? What do they have to have to do? So, so what we what we did was um, we um, when we found the brand, obviously, um, you know, being business people, I've also studied business and marketing, of course, and um, you know, we made sure that we create standards, quality standards, and it took us about two years to create those standards with a uh, a beautiful global bunch of um, very professional people, scientists, um, you know, hoteliers, um, therapists, people who know what they're doing, and create a the perfect healing hotel like a temple, 
you know, uh, to go to. And uh, the hotels, the member hotels have to fulfill our criteria up to a certain point. And, uh, and if we feel the intention is right and they want to go there, we then support them to go, you know, the whole, the whole thing. Um, and, um, and so they uh, usually they apply for, for, um, for membership and then they are checked. Or if we find them, we check them, we have to have to fill out, you know, they even have to write an essay why they want to become a healing hotel. And that's not because we're arrogant, but that's because we want to know what mm -hmm. is Attention. Because mm -hmm. if you have somebody, and that happens unfortunately right now, through this so-called wellness boom, which has no, which is a complete confusing term, people think, oh, there's a lot of money to be made, so my hotel shall be a wellness hotel, because that's a good market. Now, unfortunately, that person may not be the right partner for us, because they missed the boat. Um, the, the, the right, I mean, for us, only for us, I don't want to be so judgmental but for our you know to fulfill our criteria we want the investor the owner um you know like the one we just visited in new york it's a perfect example this woman is 100 percent healing in her soul in her mind in her actions mm -hmm. and that then makes a hotel a healing hotel because these people pick the right place they build the right building they pick the right staff they pick the right you know often with our help we come out and you know pick the right um uh, therapies and the positioning and so on. That's that's great. And how many hotels are now uh, part of the Healing Hotels? So we have about 100 hotels on all continents. I think, you know, there's the debate do we have a seventh continent? We've decided we have six, uh, six continents. And, <laughs> uh, and they are often smaller ones, privately owned, very passionate people, very passionate people. So it's not an easy thing to work with them because they, each one thinks they have they are the only ones and they have the best ideas. Right. <laughs> what they have in common is I have to say most of them didn't build the properties to make money. They make money because they built the properties. Hmm. They built them out of passion, out of uh, out of an understanding. First of all, they understand what healing truly means in their soul. And that from that point of compassion, of understanding them need the guests. And often there are smaller ones. I think the average about under 60 rooms. Um, and some are very expensive, some are not so expensive. Um, um, and they really are also very personalized. And, um, you know, checking, uh, you know, when a guest comes in or books, they, they want to know why is this person coming, you know, how can they serve this person best? Because the range of the healing hotels is very vast from, from really uh, spiritual or just relaxing or learning how to live a better life to uh, medical, mm -hmm. um, in a holistic medical. So it's a very vast um, uh, portfolio. And, and we do that because the, there are so many different people in this world and need you know, we have to meet them at different phases in their life. Well, I love that. And I, and I, I know our audience is going to love hearing about that too. And that leads me to really my next question is, how do you, how does one start to plan a healing vacation? And what would we, what should we be looking for if we were thinking about one of the hotels? How would we begin? 
so, so you mean a, a guest or a hotel? Yes, a guest, a guest. Okay. A guest. I'm talking about from our standpoint now. All right. So I, it's like <laughs> I want to go on a healing vacation. I'm still not quite sure what okay. that's going to entail or involve. What should I look for? What questions would I ask myself? Yeah. And then how would I find the right match for me? Beautiful. Okay. So so now I know Cheryl, and I know you're a pretty balanced person. So you're not you're not the best prime example, but um, <laughs> I met you once, but you were wonderfully balanced. <laughs> but take take you know even myself um, you know if I if I don't watch out you know I I do the same thing I yeah I go over my own standards. Um, so normally um, people do feel something is not working well, and you would be astonished. You probably know very young people starting in the mid twenties already. Uh, and they're very open, so they they see if they move, go on, you know, for a hopefully very long life, they want to make it, and they want to make it good, and they want to make it happy, and they want to make it healthy. So people, you know, through yoga and through all these things, people are more in touch with their own feelings, I think, and with their own bodies. So you feel there's something I want to have a better, you know, I want to have a better understanding what who I am. I want to have. I want to feel more happiness. I want to be more independent. I maybe want to get rid of something that I'm not like anymore in my life. I want to find more courage to be who I am, you know, or mm -hmm. I want to go on a, on a true spiritual path or I feel something is wrong on my back. My, most of the people have feel, astonishingly, numbers feel depressed, yeah, and stress themselves out by 28. I think they, they tell us I'm so stressed. Um, so you first thing is you 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 take you take um, a look at yourself and think, okay, what what do I really what do I need right now? And the, the hotels or website helps people to find that. So what do I need? Um, and then when you think I don't want to travel so far, you know I don't want to leave a footprint, mm -hmm. you know all of that, or I want to travel far. That's one one question. How much time do I have? Other than America, the rest of the world has more time. Some people go four weeks. Um, how much time do I have? And what is it that I want right now? You know, let's take the, the typical thing is stress. What is that? Yes. It's, it's out of balance, you know, out of my mind, out of balance. I'm acting like a, uh, an automatic pilot. Um, so that's a warning sign. So I know I have to stop that. And if you live in a state, you only have a week or so, good enough, um, you know, and then look into, uh, you know, how far do you want to travel? Do you like a, a beach or mountain? You know, take a check on, where you, be honest with yourself. And do you, what people do you want to surround yourself? Do you want met many people or do you want very few people? You know, then you choose the hotels either which is very small or larger. And as I said before, we, most of our hotels are in nature. So uh, sometimes people say they want to hike in the mountains. Others say, no, I need the beach. So check this stuff up because it also then allows us to feel happy with the decision. Uh, because a healing hotel, a healing travel should not be something I have to go on a detox. Yes, right. And, that's not healing. That's that's boot camp. And allow me to say, boot camp has nothing to do with healing. 
Well, thank goodness for that. <laughs> I guess I think a lot of us have the, you know, the image of some of those spas that are so um, uh, actually make you, they make me stressful to even think about going to some of them, but <laughs> so yeah, that's but important. That was maybe okay 30 years ago, but you know, yes. things have changed and it's really, even if you left, I've just been, uh, before I came to the yoga, uh, one of our beautiful hotels in northern Mexico, Rancho La Puerta, which is actually the oldest healing hotel ever been built. And uh, I think 60 some years ago. So you can do anything there. You can sleep in or you can go at 6.15 in the morning, you climb the mountain, but you have a choice and you have a, you know, you can do what you want. And you can do yoga classes, but it's really, you know, I don't know if I remember if you and I discussed this in New York, but there is, I, I lately for myself, for Anne, I use a term I didn't use so much before, and that's tenderness. Um, a sort of sweetness to who we are. Before we are, you know, we used to pretty tough on us. I have to get up, you know, I have to look good, blah, blah, blah. I have to eat this, I have to, have to, have to. No wonder we are depressed. But if you if you look at yourself as a beautiful human being, even as even if you're like me, very old or older, you know, <laughs> just met me after my birthday. Um, I'm not that old, but I'm older. <laughs> um, even you know, whatever age you are in, it's important that you look at yourself as a as a tender young something because that is in you. And often didn't have time to play for long enough, you know. That's what we call the inner child world. So, look at yourself with with some sense of tenderness. Well, you know, that's a great word, tenderness. That's going to be my word of the day today because that's a word yeah. we don't we don't use often enough, and it's certainly one to apply to ourselves. So I, I love that. So another thing I was going to ask you, and because being in your, you know, I got to meet you and being in your presence, I mean, for, first of all, you have such wonderful energy, but there's also a, a calmness to you that I felt. And, and I just, I felt better just being around you. And so I, obviously everything you're doing is being projected to others as well. So if we can't take a healing vacation right now, as much as we would like to, are there things that we could do every day to help get us on a healing path? Because life is stressful. The world is stressful. What are some of the, what would be some of the most important things from your experience that we could, we could try doing? Okay, my dear Sharon, this is, okay, this is a lifelong journey. And I think it starts with, um, I mean, if we truly love ourselves, then we do everything right. You know, if we, if we, um, if the old saying, be your best friend, treat yourself as you would treat your best friend. I'd take this further and say, treat yourself as you were still a, a little baby. How do we do this? Uh, you get, I, what I personally share my, my, if you want my, my healing, you know, daily schedule. Um, that is, I meditate every morning, every morning, either if I'm traveling or not, um, a few minutes up to 30 40 minutes however time i have but i do go inside that's the first thing i do um and uh and i have a yoga practice wherever i i go wherever i am i always have time for a little bit of yoga and i i do not stress in the morning because between the moment i get up and then the mo and the time i go to the office there are two and a half hours 
because that's what I decided. Rushing in the morning is very bad. And then I take breaks in my work. Um, you know, I just watch my breathing. Of course, I eat well. I mean, I eat healthy, of course. I mean, you know, that's a given. Not everybody has to be vegan and gluten-free like I am, but I have to develop this. So it's, it's, it's a mixture of, you know, being kind to myself, being aware of my feelings, and there are mornings where I feel like a piece of not good. Um, then I take even more time to go inside and look what is needed. What does little I need? And, and, and forgive myself, you know, the whole thing. And whatever I did in my life that was wrong, blah, 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 going down the guilt trip, goodbye, love myself, forgive myself. It's not always that easy, but I try to. And then, you know, approach life as a joy, as a joyful, not as a must. And that is not easy too, but we can learn it. You know, it's, we're, not in a, in, in, we're not at war. Life, in my experience, has become better and better, my dear Sarah. It's, it seems dark at times, but it, it right. is. Go back in history, my dear, you know? Exactly. Well, that's such, that's such great wisdom, really, everything that you've just said. And I know, I, I hope everyone who's listening will really take that to heart, because I hear from so many people where they say they get up in the morning feeling exhausted. They go to bed at night feeling exhausted. They have a to-do list that's a mile long of all the things they must do and not things that they want to do. And you've just given us some wonderful, wonderful ways that we could at least start to change that ourselves. So thank you so much. I just love that. And before we close, I want, I want you to tell us just a little bit about you have your healing summit coming up in Portugal in May, right? Yes. And uh, you will hear from us about this, Sharon, very soon. Now, we do have, we, seven years ago, we created the Healing Summit out of frustration uh, about the existing summits, <laughs> to be very honest. Right. Because um, uh, it's really, um, I think there are so many amazing, beautiful people on earth who never meet, yeah, who never meet each other because they live too far away. We wanted to create a forum where these people can meet, professional people who are in very successful in their work be it investors, be it bankers, be it hoteliers, be it therapists, be it journalists or travel agents, um, um, people, mothers, fathers, daughters, sons and everything. And coming together and share their wisdom about how we can do, our, do good in our own lives and very much in the life of others. You know, how can we also not only take care of ourselves because that sometimes the wellness movement drives me crazy because it's all about me, me, me. And it makes me lonely. But what about the next person next door? Mm -hmm. The big thing about the Healing Summit, taking care of one another, but with a loving heart, sharing what we have in a good way. So there are architects and designers and the whole thing, you know, the whole, you know, world people, and about 150 people come together and discuss, share, we, we chant, we meditate, we have serious discussions. We have uh, some top you know, speakers, but most of all, we are together by the shore of the Atlantic, right at the cliff, at the, it's a beautiful place called um, Pine Cliffs uh, Resort in Portugal. And, uh, and last year, people, the theme last year was uh, take a quantum leap. And the feedback we got um, was that 
there were so many uh, life-changing things happened there. So this year, the theme is creating a healing momentum. And what we mean by this, um, I know we're running out of time, but what we mean by this, Cheryl, is I'm a visionary, and, um, and, um, but I also can manifest. So one day um, I, I thought, you know, before this gets boring, I need another vision. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so we, 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 our vision is to, before the end of 2030, we want to have an impact on 1.1 billion people's lives, not us personally, but through the wave of healing. So that every seventh person in this world is touched by some form of healing. That's the big vision. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. And the healing summit sounds just incredible. So I, I can't thank you enough, Anne. This has been so inspiring and so informative too. This whole big concept of healing and healing transformation. So I am so happy that you were able to do this today. And our listeners can learn more about the hotels and uh, the healing summit. Uh, in Portugal too at your website, right? Which is healinghotelsoftheworld.com. And we'll yes. list that in, uh, in our podcast as well. So thank you so much. Continue, continue on this healing mission because the world needs it. And thank you so much. Thank you so much to you, Cheryl. All my love, big hugs to you. Thank you. Bye-bye.